Good morning or good afternoon, Medical Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva again, the Editor-in-Chief of Medical Education. Lynn Monroe, one of our Deputy Editors, has started teasing me about mentioning the weather whenever I start these things and reinforcing the stereotype of Vancouver being cloudy and wet all the time. And So I feel compelled to let you know that today it's the most glorious day you'll ever see, about 30 degrees and blue skies. So I'm saddened to be in the office, I guess, but very happy for the opportunity to record this podcast. And I'm joined today by Ulf Lindström, who is at Umeå University in Sweden. Ulf is a general practitioner by specialty, working dominantly in neurorehabilitation, but more relevant to what we we're going to talk about today. He's a teacher in the professional development unit at the university there. And despite just dealing with a slight pneumonia, he tells me he's been willing to come on the podcast. So thanks, Ulf, for joining me despite your illness. I'm glad to be here at the podcast, yeah. The reason I asked to chat today was to talk about the paper that you have coming out in the October issue of Medical Education entitled yeah. Medical Students' Experiences of Shame in Professional Enculturation. It's, a, as you note in your paper, a very noticeable issue within the health professions, but not one that somebody's done a lot of research into. And it's actually the sort of thing that makes the medical profession somewhat infamous in books, movies, and TV shows about medicine and the health professions. And just about everybody I've ever encountered has some story of something that's happened to them that seems to fit within this issue of shame or the, the professional culture. And so given that so few people have actually taken that step of studying it formally, I, I wonder if you could tell our listeners a bit about what pushed you to that point. Yeah, really. I think this story of shame started some years ago when I myself made a medical mistake of a woman and I was reported to the Board of Responsibility for Medical Mistakes we have here in Sweden. We were two doctors involved in this, and one of the other doctor didn't want to talk about this. He was carrying around his guilt or his shame. I wanted to talk about what had happened and why we were reported and that we actually made a mistake. So instead of talking to him as he didn't want to do it, I talked to other colleagues and I wrote down the story and sent it to the biggest newspaper in Sweden, the Dagens Nyheter, the DN, as it's called here. And they took it in, and very many clinical colleagues after this article called me up or sent letters to me telling them that it was a relief for them that I've written this article. And they said that it was the first time they were telling anybody about this problem. So shame they have had themselves with mistakes or situations they've been to. So according to that, I've been thinking a lot about shame in the medical care, and I think it's an area worth talking about because we very seldom discuss this type of matters because it's, it's uncomfortable to talk about shameful events. It's, uh, sometimes it's painful. And like one of the students wrote, it's uh, like in having an icy lump in your stomach that you carry around all the time. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a real credit to you that you have been that open and willing to share those ideas and experiences. And I'm thrilled to hear that it's had such a positive reception. Can you tell us a bit about how you're defining shame? I know that it's the sort of thing that could encompass any number of different activities or experiences. Or is there a specific boundary that you're drawing around the concept yeah, for the sake of your studies? There's, 
you can define shame in very many ways, but like Tompkins, that is the, one of the initial researchers about basic affects, he said that it's a loss of the esteem of the self that you are aware of, and it comes along with a lot of biological feelings. You get paralyzed, you want the earth to open and then swallow you, and you want to disappear. And that was very many of these students also told us and wrote about in their essays that we asked them to do. The problem with shame in medical literature and in medicine is that it's very seldom spoken about and it's scarcely studied. As a medical theme, it's very difficult to find any studies about this issue. Yeah, despite the fact that there are powerful visuals you just provided, and I'm sure that's a reflection in part on how impactful these experiences are for all individuals working within the field. Can you give us some examples, obviously without identification, but some examples of the sorts of experiences that your students mentioned? They were talking about several things. One was that the disease itself could be shameful, like they were naming obesity, and drug-related diseases. They were also talking about the fact that they come to the doctor and they undress and they're put in situations like anal examination or colonoscopy or examine the genital organs for the patient. It's a very special situation that can easily cause these shame reactions. And what you looked at when you started talking with people about these things was the written reflections that students provided, their recorded memories or experiences in these sorts of encounters. And so what were you looking for when you collected those reflections and started to try to analyze them? We were looking for if there were any patterns, of course, if there were any special things they were telling us about. One thing is that is very interesting, that it was their first reflection that it was very difficult to get hold of these memories. We asked them to sit down by themselves, thinking about a situation they have been experienced that contains shame for them, or as a bystander, looking at a situation where the patient, either the patient or the doctor or any other of the medical staff had felt or that they see there was shame going around. And the interesting is that they had problems to get hold of these situations because it's, it's not very nice to think about shame. Some of the shame researchers talk about is that when you feel shame, you get a mental shutdown, a cerebral shutdown of the cognitive thinking. And that's interesting with shame. And I think that was one of the reasons. But after a while, we told them that it could be like this. So they sat down more time and then little by little, they started to write and there was very many histories coming up. For example, the medical ward round with very many people involved at the reception or the operational theater or in the, the clinic where the patient and doctor meet each other. There were examples from everywhere. And I think one of the key things of this is the students, they were being taken by surprise because many of them talked about that it was their first experience in the medical wards and mm. they wasn't prepared and the patient wasn't prepared either. That made me curious, do you see that these are experiences that decline with time then as one has had more of these experiences, the shame starts to go away and I 
just got curious about the link between that and the robust results that people often talk about with empathy declining and other aspects of yeah. care going down with experience. Yeah, I think that they were taken by surprise that they were with fresh eyes. It's an indicator for us who has been a long time in the medical ward and as medical educators that what they see is maybe also what the patient experiences and that could be an indicator to look more at this matter. So do you see shame as a good thing at this point? Is it something that should be avoided? Is it something that we need to help expose people to so that they are able to work through some of those complications? I think we have shame in the biological context as a very powerful, powerful modulator. And it's an important thing to have shame. I don't think a society would work without shame, would exist without shame, because if you don't have shame, you can easily rob from anyone, you can easily kill anyone without feeling any guilt or shame in mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but in the medical ward situation, there's, it's different because the medical care system is brought up in a hierarchic, systematic way. And that implies that we have power asymmetries. The patient can easily feel inferior to the doctors, to the nurses. They also come with a kind of deficiency Whatever illness it is, it could be shame-inducing. So we have to be very careful, respectful in this issue. And the students also related to situations where the doctors and some of the other personnel, they had been imprudent, as one of the students say, that they can have harsh or rude comments to the patient, that they act too forceful, too rapidly. And I think... That's something good, that this is an issue we can talk about, to discuss. So there was very many, very many examples coming up for for the students of very different categories. Right, and that's part of the reason I asked you at the top to tell us how you're defining shame, because it does seem like there might be a very strong qualitative difference between the shame that's induced from one's own first personal experience with the particular medical thing that most of us wouldn't be exposed to and the shame that might be induced from being belittled by a supervisor or a variety of other things. And I can see any number of other concepts that are discussed in the literature, like empathy and so on, that this work fits very well with. The details are quite rich and they're going to be uh, more extensive than we could possibly get into in a brief podcast. So I think I'll direct people to the paper for more information. Again, it's called Medical Students' Experiences of Shame in Professional Enculturation, and it will be released in the October 2011 issue of Medical Education. And just by way of finishing up, Booth, uh, maybe I'll ask you if you have any parting messages or key points you'd like our listeners and the readers to take away from your work to this date. Yeah, I think one of the thing is that we have put the shame issue on the medical curricula and it's an always present feeling. I think it's interesting to see if this was studied study done in the north of Sweden, but is it reasonable to believe that medical students in other parts of the world have the same difficulties? And then we want to inspire people to do more of the same studies and also to, to highlight these issues on the medical curricula. We think that there's a need for a student forum where these 
delicate matters can be brought up and discussed. Because what the students also said was, if you can address the shame, not avoid the shame, if you can do something about it, talk with someone, have a reflection on it, you can also then feeling more at ease afterwards and do something about it, talk to the supervisor, talk to the patient to clean up the embarrassing situations you've been in. Right. That sounds like a great note to end on. So I'm going to stop by congratulating you both on the paper, but also on your openness and willingness to take on this very difficult topic. Thanks for chatting with me, and I'll look forward to learning more as your research progresses. Signing off from a very glorious Vancouver morning. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you.